Oy, just a few weeks ago, I did a podcast describing what's happening in Israel. It's, uh, it, it, is, it is historic, but for all, for all the wrong reasons. I attempted to explain the mass protests in Tel Aviv were not really about judicial reform, but rather about the anger of the left, like the Blue and White Party, Gantz Party, after losing the elections, putting them out of power and likely to stay that way. The only possible parallel to understand the context of what's happening with these, these mass protests, burning, burning things in the streets, threatening law enforcement, threatening even the wife of Benjamin Netanyahu, threatening even the gates of Ben-Huron ben uh, International Airport, all these things. In fact, the uh, police, Israeli police, uh, used water cannon to suppress some of them. But the parallel to this is what happened in the United States when, when to, the, to the chagrin and surprise of uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, that, that uh, President Trump actually won the presidency. And that, that essentially lit a fire underneath the left. I mean, people were clinging to their, to their blankets and uh, eating their, their little uh, gummy bears and everything else, crying and whining like little babies. This is the same thing's happening in Israel, folks. You know, the progressive left is an infection that's infecting the entire world. It's already infected and taken hold throughout most of Europe and turned into an atheist, utopia for the progressive left and socialist countries like that. Now, I want to read an article for you. And this, this is Reb Yarbar Ben Emmett. Thank you and welcome again to another exciting edition of Torah Watchman Show podcast edition. The title of this compelling podcast is We Need Mashiach. And badly, yes, the crisis in Israel shows how sorely we need redemption. If the government gives in to these protests, it will set a terrible precedent moving forward. Uh, I am quoting information here from the essay uh, published on Aretz Shiva, uh, Channel 7 Israeli National News, out of Israel, of course, and Yehuda Leonard Oppenheimer. Okay? And this uh, article is dated uh, March 27th, so this is, this is not too dated. Okay? I'm going to be quoting, I'm going to be inserting uh, my own uh, 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 opinions here, but I, I will quantify that when it comes to that. Okay? Uh, since the mobs have whipped up in, into a greater frenzy by the ringleaders, and the country is now a frightening level of division and hate, uh, people talking about civil war on the horizon, these uh, people are actually trying to drive Benjamin Netanyahu, who is uh, d- democratically elected by the majority uh, coalition there. This is the way the, the parliament or the Knesset works uh, based on the old UK, uh, Great Britain system that really has moved forward in time. Um, uh, Israel is, is set in the past, but anyway, as broken as it is, it is what it is. And everyone had a reason. I mean, I had an opportunity to go out there and vote, and they voted Benjamin Netanyahu overwhelmingly uh, with the Likud party uh, as prime minister, and the President Herzog agreed with that. I, it is done, okay? Live with it, okay? Now, however, uh, with all these things going on, the leaders of the left have no bounds or responsibility what what they're causing uh, in their so-called righteous, uh, sanctimonious hypocrisy with a formal Prime Minister Lapid, Barak, and Almer, they are actually fueling, put, fueling the fire with this. You have a lot of um, big tech and big pharma businesses also that uh, they've whipped up in a scare and a fit there. They think they're going to actually lose stocks and bonds 
and investments in the future it, just because um, you know the the um, Knesset members are actually keeping their promise of listening to the Jewish people. They've been talking about judicial reform for at least a decade, if not longer, okay? And the out-of-control uh, Israeli Supreme Court. Understand there's no real president or executive branch in Israel like the United States. There's no real written constitution other than, than the basic law, you know, goes back to 1948 and a couple of other amendments. They don't have a Jewish Bill of Rights. They don't have civil right legislation. They don't have any of that. Just a lot of boisterous, uh, um, you know, voices and false promises uh, throughout the ages, you know, voice before the Knesset. But that doesn't mean that it's legally standing. Of course, the Supreme Court uh, fills in that gap. And a lot of them in the past, and maybe not so bad today, but um, they, they are very liberal and progressive, and they side with Arab terrorists more times than not. And uh, they pretty much are self-elected, and they're not accountable. And that's some of the concerns voiced by, by um, the Yamana party um, <clears throat> and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, as just plain and simple, okay? Uh, don't think this is about judicial reform. It's not. It's just an excuse to go out in the street and waste people's time. These, all these people should lose their jobs immediately if they're students. They should lose their tuition, their scholarships. If they have student visas, they should be deported from the country. I don't know why uh, the Israeli police, of course, Reb Arbanemet is in, in an Arab in Silver Spring and comfortable here in America, in Maryland. Uh, and I'm looking over there and I might see John Javino, an important figure. But, you know, I'm siding with, uh, with uh, uh, this writer here, uh, with, with, um, with Yehuda, uh, Yehuda Oppenheimer. And he's right on track and speaking the imminent truth here. So when we talk about truth, and, and you know, Rabbi Yarbin Rabbi, Rabbi is all about this, okay? This is not about judicial form, okay? This is about unbridled anger and hatred against the Torah, hatred against anyone with a beard, hate, uh, hating, hatred against anyone wearing a black hat, a capote, or even having a peosim, you know, uh, you know, the, the lockets along the side of your head, like, like I have. Um, they look at these people, and they think they're, they're space aliens or something, um, and they, they think they're reinventing uh, Judaism in their own will. They're ignoring the Talmud. They're ignoring both a written and oral tradition. They, they are scoffing uh, these rabbinical opinions. I mean, Israel is the only Jewish nation on the planet, and we were founded in the Torah. We were founded in those covenantal promises that Moshe received on Mount Sinai, you know, after the, the paradox of being, in, uh, you know, slaves in Egypt for 232 years, some people say longer, uh, and then that we'd, we're about to embark on Pesach, Passover, and remember all of this. These people are even threatening to go to local hospitals and then as activists go there and bring in bread products when it's against the law to have the Hamas in a Jewish hospital environment during Passover, God forbid. These people are vile and contemptible, and it makes and it embarrasses me as a as an ascetic Orthodox Jew here to try to explain the behavior of these people because they're acting like goy, they're acting like like uh, like anti-Semites, they're acting like uh, like terrorists, like Palestinians. This is the kind of behavior like burning tires in the street and all this ruckus. And I'm sure the Palestinians are laughing their their tukas off. At, at the Jews for, for putting on this spectacle. Of course, President Biden is siding with the Palestinians. <clears throat> He's telling 
um, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu how to run his government. Um, the yes, the U.S. yes has funded Israel, but Israel is also doing uh, has traded in like in barter and things have done a lot of great things militarily, medically, uh, technologically, and scientifically too to help out the world in general. Consider all the Nobel prizes that many, many very intelligent Jews have have won, uh, you know, uh, in decades past compared to the Palestinians and um, the Arabs there. Anyway, not germane. But, you know, these protests are really getting out of control. Uh, 99% of the demonstrators would not be able to put two truthful sentences together to explain why, why, they, uh, why they're against judicial reform. Uh, they, they, because they're all, all in the motion. They're all in the feelings. This typified of libertardation. When you're just in your emotions and your feelings and you have beliefs and fantasies and things like this and you act out these fantasies, this is, this is described a type of neurotic kind of behavior, a neurosis, okay? So, you know, what really exercises them is that the first time the ones that consider extreme right. You hear the, the terms extreme right, extreme left in, in the United States a lot. Um, even President Biden said the MAGA party are, are, are the greatest uh, quintessential danger and threat, security threat to our country is known, referring to even Jews in America as white supremacists by, by groups like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Listen, I know these domestic terrorist groups in America that should be put away, but they're allowed to exist because of freedom of speech. We don't have those, those kind of freedoms codified in any kind of written constitution in Israel, so you have it out of control violence. I know what I would do if I was a defense secretary, I know what I would do if I was an IDF commander, I know what I'd do if I was prime minister there. I would squash, squash the, these, these riots immediately. I would find out who's funding them, the banking institutions. I would shut them down. I would uh, issue punishments and admonishments against these people, and, and I would jail them. Uh, I would remove privileges and benefits from them. Uh, would put them on notice. I would do. I would put the businesses on notice too. I would boycott those businesses. I would go on the airways and call out every single business, every single uh, academia, every single professor, every single uh, person that's that's behind this. Unfortunately, in the RAF and the and the uh, Air Force, the Reserve Air Force. Uh, of Israel, some of the, these reservists refuse to go to reserve duty. Uh, I was telling someone in Israel about this the other day. If this happened in America, you would be court-martialed. And, uh, you know, uh, A-10 combat um, uh, pilots, you know, in the time shortly after 9-11 refused to take an anthrax vaccine. And I had three cycles of that uh, during the, the second Gulf War period and all of this. Um, they were they were dishonored and discharged. Okay, so but it, you know it it, it it is kind of a weird twilight zone in Israel when you compare it to other countries and how the United States is run. They are angry at Netanyahu. Okay, they're taking their anger out. They're referring to him as a dictator. Um, they, they're referring to anyone that that points their finger to the Torah and talks about uh, Melakot on on Shabbat. Um, and they're talking about uh, the uh, 613 mitzvahs. They're talking about Jewish law. And, and, and religious observance, like uh, not having noisy trains going back and forth during Shabbat. Uh, I mean, they're calling this a uh, dictator. But, you know, these people that are complaining, this is the kind of plain you hear in Gentile nations, not in Jewish nations. I mean, what do you expect a Jewish nation to behave? You want it to behave like the Greeks, like the Poles, like the Germans, like people in Lithuania?
uh, in Romania and the Czech Republic? No, no, we are Jews and we're peculiar and we're chosen uh, by God to be a light into the nations, okay? Now, the Haredi parties are doing themselves no favors by pushing the Hamid's law and, and the law to reinstall the, the Arya Dari at this time, ousting him was an, uh, was an action typical of the leaders' courts. Um, they removed uh, an individual, accused him of fraud and everything else. I remember this. Uh, but this law here, I mean, uh, has, has probably uh, great support. Of most observer Jews support that. The idea of bringing bread in an environment that's supposed to be sanitized from all Hamas uh, in, in a Hebrew uh, hospital. Um, you know, that, that one of the medical ethical things there, do no harm to the patient. That includes do nothing to lower the quality of life of those Jews there. Uh, the problem we now face has become um, generally um, existential issue is whether Israel will survive a democracy. I mean, a struggling democracy. We've had many, many troubles in America. We had, uh, you know, the Revolutionary War. We had Civil War. We've had all the multiple problems in various presidential elections, uh, political swings of power. I mean, democracy is a very messy business. It's actually a democratic republic, as you call. Not a pure democracy does not work. The democratic process of elections is one of the, uh, which winner wins and the opposition licks its wounds. And some people have to lose. And the people just don't lose well, okay? They expect to win all the time. Uh, the, the other possibility that we face now is long side, uh, uh, losing side forms itself in an unruly mob that refuse to accept any results of the election. You hear about election deniers uh, uh, that led to the January 6th so-called riots when uh, President Pr uh, Trump was accused of stopping the presidential electoral process, which he didn't. He just questioned the legitimacy of the election. You know, you have the right to question the legitimacy of election. You don't have a right to overturn the results based on feelings and emotions, especially negativity and hateful feeling. I mean, the, the idea that they have the, the, the uh, Kupspa, uh to stand up and do these things and, and, and then wave the Israeli flag like they're fighting for democracy, like, like they're freedom fighters. Uh, it, you know, it, it puts fire, it, it gives fuel to all the enemies of America, uh, of patriots, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Americans and other nations have problems with this when they see uh, these kind of representations here um, that, uh, if, you know, if people in communist nations say, this is the way that, that um, our democracy is, we don't want any part of it, you know? It, it, it just feeds negativity, okay? It's dysfunctional codependent behavior that's happening here. It's made worse by the, the veneer of respect, respectivity that the mob has gained from who speak, speak on its behalf. I mean, you got, it's bad enough that people like uh, President Herzog and others are speaking on behalf of this mob protest, which I consider is a form of domestic terrorism because they're destroying personal and business property. Um, but you know, you have people like Biden and his administration and the so-called ambassador uh, to Israel from America uh, that's siding, siding with, with these uh, malcontents, okay? Um, <clears throat> this fire is burning and someone needs to put it out. As the government gives in to his protesters, it was set a terrible, terrible precedent and cripple its ability to, for any meaningful change in the future. I mean, you should have peaceful, peaceful no negotiations. 
I heard that judicial form has been tem temporarily frozen and put off until later this summer. They're talking about having um, some sort of compromise solution at the present residence of uh, President Herzog to have him lead in some sort of, uh, I guess, peace negotiator. But these people, uh, it's, if it's not about judicial form, if it's just about running, running the right-wing co uh, religious coalition out of power, I mean, you know they're not going to agree to anything. And it, it's a juggernaut. It really is. Um, <clears throat> uh, you know, may Hashem bring us a festival of freedom uh, this year with Pesach and, and the truth and about the so-called uh, four sons to be able to together to peacefully uh, uh, await the Meshach and Mighty One. You know, we have about the four children, um, four, four sons that have questions about, about what is Passover, what it means to us. You have one person that kind of rav, the kind of evil, uh, you know, they are negative and just, uh, you know, we, we go through this in human relationships. We talk about this to our children. Uh, hopefully, um, we can all reach a compromise and put Passover uh, in this high holiday period here, the first real holiday, even before Shabbat. I hope we can put this ahog um, above all this hate, religious hate, and all this dissension in Israel. You know, the Mashiach, we pray for the Mashiach to come quickly. You know, we ask this all the time, especially in Chabad, um, in Hasidic circles. Not everyone even believes in the Mashiach uh, as a real uh, figure. Uh, I do. I believe the day of the Mashiach is very quick and will come very, very soon. And maybe the Mashiach is among us today. Who knows? I believe the Eliyahu, the prophet, who never died, will appear at any time and then present the Mashiach before the world. Who knows, okay? I am not a prophet, and I don't predict the future. I'm not Nostradamus. But, you know, we do need the Mashiach to, insta to install a peaceful, um, unifying community in Israel where we can all get along. We can all uh, put our bygones aside with our grudges, our, our, uh, our disagreements, our hatred, our tribal blood feuds, and put it behind us so we can get along with the Arab uh, brothers and cousins there instead of going to war, another intifada, and all of this. You know, either we're fighting with the Palestinians or we're fighting with ourselves. Between every Jew, there's, there's three opinions, unfortunately. Well, this is Reb Yar Ben Emmett signing out. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you to my new subscribers there. I do actually care about you. It takes time and effort to research this, to put my words together in some coherent, coherent way, to try to get a message out to you that's interesting, a little bit animated and funny too. You know, we, we need to have fun with this too. There's so much negativity in the world. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, happy Passover to everyone. Remember, I'm a lighthouse on a hill. I will not be hidden. I am not politically correct. I don't care about how people think about me. I will speak the truth, and I don't have a lot of friends because I do speak the truth. I'm very pragmatic about the world I live in. I don't live in an ivory tower. I, I don't pretend that um, you know there's a reality that's not really existent. I really don't. Please, please share all this information to everyone who's willing to hear it. I want you to embrace the truth that they're unwilling to, to be compelled to sit down with you and hear what you have to say. Exchange of ideas is always nice. Listen, listen, listen before you talk. Try to try to understand both sides of every de debate and argument. Try not to walk out, close the door on any argument, especially your loved one and your family members. You know, uh, please, please learn something from all the mistakes we're making in the world today, and please grow from it. That's how people become wise. God bless you. Shalom Aleichem. Until next time.